0: There's an R in there!
1: One and welcome back to another episode of Jen and Lisa's Funtime Show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not today. No, today is not fun at all. Not today, Satan.
1: Um, what would you do today?
0: Uh, Finish this. <laughs> <laughs> I slacked a little bit. It's been crazy with my hours at work and then my demon four-year-old child.
1: <laughs> oh, God. The one that she's definitely oh, she. one of the ac- No, she's one of the accusers. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: probably. She's just been so... I don't know. What is the word for the fours? I don't know. Fearsome fours. I don't know. She's
1: ferocious fours. Yeah. I don't know.
0: God, she's just in these things. And poor McKay, he was stuck with her yesterday and was like, help. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's not used to kids at all. So he's like, what do I do? Oh, no. No. <laughs> just not listening to anything.
1: I've just watched Drag Race all day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that looks like fun. Yeah.
1: It <laughs> makes me want to like get really glam and like have a photo shoot and be like,
0: I'm not diva the first five what the five minutes i watched of it with you i was like "Ooh!" i know they're so that's just so much fun like i just love watching it, it i don't know why i've never in. watched it but now i want to
1: oh and what was i gonna say i was gonna promote the the new season that's out right now <laughs> go watch on paramount plus <laughs> all-stars <laughs> season seven team trinity <laughs>
0: All right, now sponsor us, Paramount. Yeah. Just kidding, you have a shitty RuPaul. App. Hit me up. You have a shitty app. Don't <laughs> sponsor. Us. God, their app is so bad. Why won't? Why can't it just load and play? I.
1: You need to ask
0: Paramount. Paramount, Paramount. <laughs> why does your app suck? Fix you make it.
1: you make so much money, but why does your app suck so bad?
0: God, it's, I can't watch SpongeBob. No,
1: <laughs> no, no, no SpongeBob. No, you can't watch nothing.
0: Oh, okay. I <laughs> thought you just meant no to Spongebob. and No, general. you need to
1: tell Aubrey no Spongebob if you're going to ah, be acting up. There we go. There we go.
0: That'll break her little heart. <laughs> well, we're going to have
1: to. I was going to. It's like breaking in a horse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dude, I told her. She kept asking for ice cream. I was like, You no! will get
1: an ice cream? I was like, you'll get things
0: when you're bad? Like,
1: huh, No. Dude? That was just like with Sabrina. Uh, you know how she always gets her little soups? Mm-hmm. Well, I was downstairs the other day, and I caught her scratching the couch. Oh, and I was like, no. she hasn't gotten soup in days.
0: By the way, uh, Sabrina's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're like, wow, a child was scratching a couch, and all she eats is soup.
1: <laughs> I think they know by now that I just have cats.
0: Yeah, Jim so. just got the cats. I have feral a-hole children (laughs) i love them though but you know every parent out there is at one point another just wanted to smack the shit out of their kids or you could be
1: like um this guy's parents
0: (laughs) oh yeah well we see how that turned out well
1: speaking of uh let's just jump right in this one um we were recording the first episode right? right yeah okay it's boy bob Um, The first one we were recording And I remember I was on my computer And I was typing in I don't even remember what we were typing in It had nothing to do with serial killers or anything But Google at this point's like Girl, you've been looking up serial killers for two weeks now What's going on? And all I did was type in the letter P Mm -hmm. And then a name came up Peter Curtin Who we're going to talk about today And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And it said, Vampire of Dusseldorf And I was like, who the fuck? fuck is this and i clicked it and i was like oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah um yeah but that's how um this curiosity rabbit hole happened and rabbit it's...
0: hole or hell hole i feel <laughs>
1: yeah i would say a portal of hell yeah is kind of exactly where this guy came from yeah uh, but let's just go ahead we'll jump right in I know we gave a trigger warning in our last episode, but let's just give you another one because this one is a fucking ride, dude. Mm
0: -hmm. So trigger warning, it's uh, it's fucking horrible, so. Yeah, it's terrible.
1: It's (laughs) fucking awful. Like, sorry, I'm laughing. That's what I do when
0: I'm uncomfortable. Me too. (sighs) When I'm nervous, I'm just, (sighs) I'm like, oh, this is a a very inappropriate time to be laughing. Yeah, well.
1: Oh, God. Oh, was, All right, okay. here we go. It's here... definitely
0: uncomfortable for sure, so. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. This episode is on Peter Curtin, a.k.a. the Vampire of Dusseldorf, and Peter was born in Molheim am um, Rhein, Germany, on May 26, 1883. Both of his parents were alcoholics, which led to him growing up in a very abusive household with his 12, 12, other younger siblings. Two of them did die in their early years. His father would beat his mother and his siblings, and when he got drunk, he would force his wife to get naked and have sex with him in front of the kids.
0: Ew, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. In front of your children? He
1: would make sure all he would put all the children in the room and make them watch as he raped their mother.
0: That is just vile.
1: Yeah. Ugh. yeah. His father would also rape the eldest daughter, and when she was thirteen years old, he ended up going to jail for 18 months. What? Yep. Just 18 months for incestual rape. 18 months. 18
0: months. That is literally a slap on the wrist. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. awful. His mother did end up divorcing his dad and moved to Dusseldorf. Since he was the oldest boy, his father did beat him the worst, which sounds like, awfully Bob. familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when school would let out he for the day, he wouldn't want to go home. Due, you know Don't Due to the abuse him. he was receiving from his parents, his grades suffered at school, even though at first he was a pretty good student. He'd often run away from home, spending weeks on the streets. This is how he was introduced to small-time criminals and other vagrants. He would engage in petty crime in order to provide for himself during these times. And by the time he was 13, he had got himself a girlfriend. She would let him undress her and touch her, but wouldn't let him have sex with her. So... So, to satisfy his sexual desires, he would engage in bestiality the fuck. He'd have sex with sheep, pigs, goats, any farm animal that was in the local stable. Oh. It gets worse. Oh god. It gets worse. I'm so scared. He realized that he would have a better orgasm if he stabbed these animals while he was finishing. I'm gonna fucking throw up, dude. So he'd just start stabbing and slashing them constantly.
0: Wait. What if he what if he accidentally cut himself because he was in Th- this is
1: when he there? Yeah.
0: So that just it's, seems fucking dangerous I, and dumb and ugh, oh god. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um apparently someone had caught him stabbing a pig so he stopped, but I mean what the fuck? Wow. Um he also did try to rape his sister, the one his dad would also sexually assault, so there is that too.
0: Poor girl. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: By 1897, when he was 16, he gave up on school and went into an apprenticeship as a molder, the same thing his dad did.
0: Like father, like son, am I right? Sounds like it so far, yeah. just a fucking monster.
1: Well, wish I had better news, but this mm. piece of shit ended up stealing all the money he could find at home and then stole about 300 marks from his employer and then dipped out. Marks were. German currency and by my calculations that would be the same as about $2,200 today I think roughly.
0: That ain't shit really. I mean but I guess back then it was I was just about to ask you what the fuck a mark was so I'm glad you Yeah, yeah. It's it's
1: German. It (laughs) was German currency. After he robbed everyone he booked it to Koblenz Oh i'm pronouncing that right i didn't look up
0: any i didn't either i don't so speak this german is this is a ride guy sorry um, for that
1: where he met a prostitute two years older than him who would willingly take part in any sexual demand he wanted and i can't even begin to think of the things he would ask of her but she would consent which is i like, was you gonna
0: say i mean she... i mean
1: at least there's that but dude i can't even imagine the fucking shit that would be
0: I'm sure he probably wanted to do some horrific things. yeah. I can't believe she consented, but, I mean, at least there was consent, like you said.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. Even starting out, so.
0: It just gets worse, though. Well. So, in 1888, when Peter was about five years old, he tried to drown one of his friends, and when he was nine, he would tag along with a dog catcher who would hurt and torture animals in front of him, and he would also later join in in the abuse, which, not surprising. Fucking nice.
1: I mean, here I, yeah, Oh, yeah, that's maybe how he ended up realizing that he, like, slashed in the p- pigs, pigs and, sh- and
0: sheep. And, oh. According to the man himself, when he was nine years old, he pushed a friend who he knew couldn't swim off of a raft. When another boy jumped in to save him, he held that boy's head underwater, causing them both to drown. The deaths were ruled as accidents, but... Oh, my <clears throat> too bad he wasn't caught then. I mean, when he was fucking 9 years old. I don't what, what do you think they would have done with him at I that time know. being Maybe that young? They should have
1: just threw him in the water at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, you're not going to do that to a kid. What's that one movie where like the kids like super evil?
0: Uh, oh, um The Omen. Yes, I was about to say The Omen, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wait, was that the one with uh Polly McCulkin in it when he was young? Was I don't there know. was one where he was I've never seen him, but a good kid. What is hey, anyway. Oh,
1: wait. Yes. And then the <laughs> The the mom is like has them both on the side of a cliff or something, Mm -hmm. and she
0: drops the one. Yeah, I only remember that scene. (laughs) Yep, that that one sticks out for sure. I'm like, I can remember little flashes of it. Mm -hmm. Yep, (laughs) evil children. Well, maybe he should have been taken out, but sadly he wasn't. That robbery that Jen had mentioned earlier, he was caught four weeks later, and he was charged with breaking and entry and theft, to which he was only sentenced to one month in prison. Wow. Yeah, he was released on August of 1899. And of course, he returned to doing his little petty crimes. Peter claimed to have committed his first murder in 1899. He claimed that he picked up an 18-year-old girl and convinced her to go with him to... Hofgarten? 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 Something like that. Some of them. I'm not good. I'm definitely not German, so... When there, he claimed to have had sex with her and then strangled her into unconsciousness. He then left the scene thinking she was dead. There was no records to tie him to the crime like this, so... If it did happen, the victim likely survived and never came forward. Of course, this shitbag said he had proven to himself the greatest heights of sexual ecstasy could only be achieved in this manner. In 1900, he was arrested for fraud, and he was later charged again later the same year for the same goddamn thing. Oh, my How did he not learn? Fucking moron. However, this time the charges pertaining to his 1899 arrests plus attempted murder of the girl with a firearm were added mm. and he got, okay, so he got four years for all that in October and <coughs> 1900. Fucking joke. And then he was released in the summer of 1904. I, it's just baffled mm. me that he just was like, yeah, cool. You were charged with. Um, Trying to kill someone. Yeah. Here's four years. With a, yeah. Four years. That's it. Boom. He was then drafted into the Imperial German Army. He was deployed to the city of Metz in Lorraine. He, of course, was a little biggity bitch and deserted. That autumn, he began committing arson, and then he would discreetly watch the fires as they were being extinguished. Most of these fires were in barns and such, but he would later admit to police that he lit around 24 fires. He had also added he did them for his sexual excitement and in hopes of burning sleeping tramps alive. His words, not mine apparently he really hates women, so...
1: Yeah, obviously.
0: So, remember how I said he just, you know, deserted the army? Yeah, mm. well, that comes back to bite him in the ass. He was again put in jail from 1905 to 1913. <laughs> I don't know how this maggot just kept slipping through the cracks. So, they
1: put him long- They put him in jail longer for deserting the army than they did for trying to, to murder, murder someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a firearm. Oh.
0: It's just insane to me. I- he went to jail so many times, and... They just kept escalating. I mean, it goes from stealing money, fraud, attempted murder, deserting the army. I mean, clearly it was not. Yeah. But and at some point, from what he
1: says later, he going keep going back to jail made him like hate society even more and kind of turned him. Maybe he, he says have turned there. him into yeah should have. Oh, okay. so jail
0: turned him into the monster. I mean, you were
1: already fucking and killing animals yeah. at the same time so pretty sure you were born that way dude. yeah all right let's jump into his fucking crimes out of jail this second time on may 25th 1913 during a robbery at a tavern in mulheim Curtin came across nine-year-old christine klein sleeping in bed oh god yeah um he decided to go over to her strangle her and then cut her throat twice with a pocket knife he was carrying once again i wish i could say that was the worst of it but no when he heard the sound of her blood dripping onto the floor and saw it on his hand he ejaculated
0: this is a nine-year-old a little girl As
1: if that wasn't fucking enough, the next day he went back to the tavern so he could hear what people were saying about the murder, because he fucking got off on hearing people be upset and angry about the nine-year-old he murdered. And then, yeah, speaking of getting off, he came again when he went and visited her grave and held the soil that buried her. This dude's fucking sick. So sick. Which is, like, surprising to me that i never heard of this guy.
0: It's so crazy, because the same with with Bitch Boy Bob. I don't know. I don't know how we
1: find these. Two months after he killed Christine, he broke into a house back in Dusseldorf. Another girl, 17-year-old Gertrude Franken, was asleep in her bed as Curtin walked over to her and tried to strangle her. When he saw blood coming from her mouth, he orgasmed, then quickly escaped. And she did survive.
0: So, she did
1: survive, yes.
0: Traumatizing, though. (sighs) Therapy that you were going to need after that.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Only days after this attempted murder on July 14th, he was arrested yet the fuck again, but only for a series of arson attacks and burglaries. So not for the attempted murder. They still hadn't tied that to him. It was just <laughs> it makes me so arson. angry. I know he's just getting away with everything. I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of because there was another. I mean, it happens so often. But there was another ser- serial killer who just kept getting locked up, but just kept getting out with slaps on the wrists. And then <sighs> it's just awful. He got six years this time. He, of course, being the shitty human that he was, he was also a shitty prisoner. He got in trouble quite often and had two years added to his sentence. Almost couldn't say sentence. He was released on April 1921, and he then moved to Altenburg. Is that how we're going to say that? Does that sound good? Looks good to me. (laughs) Where he lived with his sister. Through his sister, he met a woman who was three years older than him named August Scharf. She worked at a sweet shop, which that sounds lovely, but I'm assuming Mm -hmm. it's just a candy shop back in the day. And she was a former sex worker. Now, this woman was also a shit cake, and the cherry on top of her is that she had been convicted for shooting her fiancé to death. Oh. Yeah. I wonder, so she must not have been in jail that
1: long, I guess you could Clearly. just kill people back then and not I'd... have to go to jail for that long. Yeah, they're like, oh,
0: here, just five years. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Jesus. Because of this, of course, they were a match made in hell. So the two married two years later, and now that the couples were bumping uglies on the reg... Peter the Prick later admitted that he could only fuck her when he was fantasizing about hurting someone. Oh, my God. This makes me so uncomfortable. God, it's just fucking worse from here. Oh, God. In 1925, he returned with his wife to Dusseldorf not long after he had started not one, but two affairs, one with a servant girl named Tidja and a housemaid named Mick. He would frequently strangle these women when they would actually have sex with him, and at one point he told Tidja... That is what love means. Ah. His wife found out after Tidya reported Peter to the police, claiming that he seduced her and Mick, alleging that Peter had raped her. The rape charge was dropped, which what? are you fucking serious? But the charge that she claimed was followed through with, and he ended up receiving eight months for seduction and threatening behavior, which seduction, that's a charge. Like oh we can drop rape, but we're going to charge him with seduction. Yeah. And going off his past and all the other arrests, they are just like, yeah, drop the rape. It's fine. Oh, yeah, whatever. (sighs) He served six months and was released early on the condition that he left Düsseldorf, which later he successfully appealed so he wouldn't have to move. Wow. Get the fuck out. Just just... leave, yeah. How,
1: as a police officer, you would even want him there is my question.
0: I'm just surprised they were like, yeah, it's fine. We'll overturn that. You can stay. They're just women. We don't care. Fuck them.
1: Our next victim, I found her name as Apollonia or Martha a few times. Maybe Martha was a nickname, I'm not sure, but we're going to stay with Apollonia. She was an elderly woman who curtain-stalked through bushes on February 3rd, 1929 until he could jump up and grab her. He dragged her into the bushes and shouted, No row, no scream, then proceeded to stab her 24 times with a sharp pair of scissors. Mm. The force of this attack caused the scissors to go deep enough to injure her
0: fucking bones. Oh, could you imagine the force that would take? Mm-hmm. Bones are Into not injure
1: fucking bones,
0: dude. Yeah, that's not something that's easy to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my gosh. Somehow Apollonia managed to survive this psycho. Twenty-four stab wounds, but she did live. <sighs> wow, thank God. Yeah. What a fucking bad bitch. It. Okay, God, I really don't want to read this next one Five days later on February 8th And I'm just going to go ahead and give another Separate trigger warning because this is just Fucking horrible what he did to this nine year old
0: mm-hmm.
1: Upon meeting nine year old Rose Oligar Curtin strangled her until she Passed out Using another pair of scissors he continuously Stabbed her in the head, heart, stomach And her genitals Climaxing at the same time He was stabbing her He then took his semen and inserted it into her vagina using his fingers. Why? I, I don't know. Because he's fucking sick. What do you oh think? My god. Oh. He then dragged her body underneath the bush until he could come back later and set her body on fire with kerosene. Oh my god. Once again fucking, you know, being his fucking sicko, he is fucking climaxing watching her body burn.
0: Oh
1: my god. I, I just I can't. Remember. Dude, I thought Robert Rudella was fucking doing this to fucking children, dude. Yeah,
0: it's bad because so far it's been children and elderly and it's pretty quick with him. But and he just fucking keeps just going, totally going one after the other. Disgusting. Like Rudella kept them and you know, tormented them, but ugh. I don't know which is worse, honestly. I, yeah. It's so bad. Both of them are just fucking monsters that I hope are burning in hell. Only five days later, on February thirteenth, so not much of a cool off period. He murdered a 45 year old mechanic named Rudolph Shear. Peter stabbed him 20 times, focusing on his head, back, and eyes. When Shear's body was discovered, Fuckboy returned to the scene of the crime to talk to the police, stating that he'd heard of the murder through a phone call. Oh, my God. His victims varied in age and gender. Because of this, he really didn't give a fuck about anyone but himself. Clearly. Yeah. Even with that, the cops had other things that they tied together to conclude it was one murderer like the murders being committed at dusk, many stab wounds in each victim, and at least one stab wound to the temples and the absence of common motive like robbery. Hmm, I wonder if it could be
1: that guy that was out there assaulting women, dude. robbing I if it people. Could have been him.
0: Yeah, let's look at the guy who's who literally has a rap sheet that matches this. Yeah. <laughs> Although Peter said he did attempt to strangle four women between March and July of 1929. He was not known to have any victims again until August 11th. He had met a young woman named Maria Hahn, who he raped, strangled, and repeatedly stabbed. He first met her on August 8th, and he described her as a girl looking for marriage. He asked her to go on a date with him, which no. she agreed. No. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and, and just stop her and scream, <sighs> No, don't go with this asshole. I Can just punched my mic and Fucking so upset. psycho. <sighs> After several hours into their day, he coaxed her into a meadow in order to kill her. He did say that she pleaded and begged for her life during the hour that it took for her to die. God so Peter the pussy was afraid that his wife would tie him to these murders because of blood stains on his shirt, so this time he buried her body in a cornfield. He returned later to dig her up and planned to okay trigger warning nail her corpse to a tree in a mock crucifixion to shock and disgust the public however this little weak bitch claimed that her remains were too heavy to do this so he returned her to the grave but not before he embraced and caressed her decomposing body as he laid beneath her remains mm, what the fuck? Oh. three months after he murdered Han he wrote an anonymous letter to the police confessing to the murder he stated that the body was in a field and even drew a little map for the police to find her body which actually helped him locate her body on November 15th.
1: Yeah. Why? I wonder if he, like, wrote it or if he, like, typed it.
0: Cause, yeah, I'm curious.
1: Because if he wrote it, why aren't we trying to match? Because I'm sure he had to sign a bunch of shit before.
0: Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, how he sent it out, too. Yeah. There should have been ways to kind of maybe figure that out then even. I don't... I don't know. Who am I? I am no detective. I just tell you guys these fucked up stories. You're welcome. So, yeah. So... Right
1: after he killed Maria Hahn, he decided against using scissors anymore because he needed to change it up. He wanted to confuse police and make them think they were different perpetrators, so he used a knife and went out and randomly stabbed three more people on August 21st. An 18-year-old girl, a 30-year-old man, and a 37-year-old woman. They did all survive, but had serious injuries and told police their attacker did not speak. Three days later, he came across two foster sisters who were walking home. He asked the older sister, Louise Lenzen, who was 14, to do him a favor and run to the store and grab him some cigarettes in return for a tip. She said she would help.
0: <sighs> her- Wait, 14 cigarettes? What a time. Yeah. Well,
1: random side note, when I was 14 in Russia, I could buy alcohol.
0: Really? hmm
1: I went and bought it and bought some back for my parents.
0: Like I know back in like the 80s and stuff, sometimes their parents would send their kids to the local convenience store and they yeah. knew them, so they'd be like, sure, here's your cigarettes mm-hmm. for your mom. I would have been... Such a badass kid. I'd be like, oh, my mom wants some liquor. <laughs> it would have not been for my man. I drank chug <laughs> chug. Yeah. Well, 14 year old Lisa out in the woods in Ohio getting drank.
1: <laughs> oh, right after Louise left, he began strangling her five year old sister, Gertrude Hamacher, and managed to lift her off the ground while he was doing it. And right after she passed out, he cut her throat and discarded her body. Mm-hmm. When Louise got back, he immediately started strangling her as well, and then stabbed her in the heart before biting her and cutting her throat, and then, mm, and then he would suck her blood from the wounds. And I'm assuming this is where Vampire of Dusseldorf came from.
0: Yeah, I was about to be like, well, there it is. That's, That's... probably why they nicknamed here we him are
1: that. fucking, fucking. I... That's all I got. He's a fucking
0: fuck. It's just, yeah. Most of the time, I have no words for this whole ass case. Hmm. The next damn day, he tried to pick up 27-year-old Gertrude Schlott, and he was just like, hey, girl, you want to fuck? And, of course, she was like, hell no, you're a hideous piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Once she said no and rejected his advances, he screamed, well, then die, and began to repeatedly stab her in the head, neck, and shoulders and back. (sighs) This woman survived, though, because she's a badass bitch. She wasn't able to provide a clear description of her perp, however. She did say that she believed him to be around 40 years old.
1: I'm glad at least some of them did live.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of it earlier. His uh, like kill-to-survivor ratio was kind of like, uh, what's his fucking name? Son of Sam. Mm-hmm. He was not good at what he was trying to do. He, however, did succeed more, I think, in actually murdering people. Mm-hmm. It's And was way more horrific. He attempted to murder two other victims after her, one by strangulation and one by stabbing. After these two failed attempts, he decided to switch it up yet again and change his weapon of choice. On the evening of September 30th, Peter ran into Ida Ruder, a 31-year-old servant woman, at the Düsseldorf station. He somehow persuaded her to come with him to a cafe and a walk down by the river. While on their walk, he pulled out his new weapon of choice, a hammer, and started to beat this innocent woman about her head, when then he raped her and continued striking her. At one point during this heinous attack, Ida regained consciousness and begged for her life to be spared, and this parasite responded with another blow to her fucking head.
1: That sounds a lot like what he did to the next girl. Um, on October 11th, he met Elizabeth Dorier outside the local theater. She was 22 and said she'd meet him for a drink at
0: a cafe. Don't do it, girl, no. They
1: caught a train, and then he, they took a walk together together down by the river where he was out of nowhere just struck her with his hammer to her head as she fell to the ground he raped her then he beat her with the hammer again and left her for dead and she was found in a coma and she never woke up from it she died the next day
0: could you imagine being hit with a hammer i can't that freaks me out whenever i I hear stories like this like i just couldn't imagine being hit with something like that that hard in my head Mm -mm. Mm.
1: And especially, like, someone you agreed to go on a
0: date with. Yeah, you're just walking with someone, and then out of literally nowhere, just, boom, you're fucking unconscious, pretty much. Like, oh, God, what a piece of shit.
1: A few weeks later, on October 25th, he attacked two more women with the hammer, but both survived, the second one only making it because his hammer broke. Mm. He decides later, since the hammer is no more, that he's going to go back to using fucking scissors. (sighs) he discovered five-year-old Gertrude Alberman in Dusseldorf and convinced her to follow him. No. Once again, he strangled this poor little girl and stabbed her in the temple with scissors. She didn't make a single noise and fell to the ground. He stabbed her another 34 times in the head and chest before putting her body in a pile of nettles near a factory. How do you stab someone in the fucking head
0: with scissors, let alone a fucking five-year-old? This is a baby. It's I want to cry so bad. This poor little little, tiny angel baby. Oh my gosh. By the late summer of 1929, these murders had spread and were being broadcast nationally and internationally. Because of the brutality and savagery of these murders and the differing victims and methods of these assaults and murders, many people believed that there were multiple people responsible. By the end of that year, police had received more than 13,000 letters from the public. Each lead was followed and as a result, over 9,000 people were interviewed Holy and a shit. list of 900,000 names were placed into a potential suspect. Jesus list. fuck, man. I mean, at least they were actually
1: trying, yeah. Doing the
0: damn thing and trying to figure it out. I mean, there's a lot of cases where the police don't do shit and let shit slip. Well,
1: well obviously they did. Yeah. Leading up,
0: yeah, beforehand, they could have. Yeah. It could have been stopped, but at least they're trying to figure this it it out. out, yeah. Peter's last murder was the five-year-old Gertrude that Jen spoke about. He did have a few more attacks with his hammers and some strangulations, but none of them died, thankfully. And they were able to describe their attacker. On May 14th in 1930, an unknown man approached a 20-year-old Maria Butick. She had come to Dusseldorf looking for a place to stay and some employment. So he offered to take her to a local hostel. She agreed, although she was apprehensive, even more so when he attempted to lead her through a practically empty park. They began to argue, and a man approached them asking if she was okay and if this asshole was bothering her. She nodded, and that little bitch then ran away. The man who approached her to help was Peter Curtin. No! I don't think she was safe either way with either of these men, but could you imagine encountering both of these men Jesus. in one fucking day like the one person to come help you is this yeah. fucking psychopath so like I don't know if she would have been safer with the other guy I don't think she was safe either way but the man who come to help her was not the way to go sis poor woman Peter invited Maria to his apartment to eat drink and calm down after they arrived she had a feeling that he wanted something more and quickly responded that she was uninterested in having sex with him good for you girl yeah right thank you and fuck you Peter <laughs> He calmly agreed and offered to take her to a hotel. But that was a lie. He actually lured her into the woods. Once in the woods, he grabbed her by her throat, attempted to strangle her while raping her. She began to scream. He released his grasp, got up, and just allowed her to leave.
1: God, what? (laughs) I mean, I'm saying she had terrible luck to meet these guys, but the fact that she met up
0: with him and he just let her go is extremely lucky. Maria did not report this assault to the police but she did write a letter to a friend in which she described the attack. The address that she put on the letter was incorrect, so the letter was opened at the post office by a clerk on May 19th, which, what a job. Are they allowed to do that? Like, I guess I back, guess in the back d- then. I know they can't now, but... Yeah, I guess back the-
1: then, if th- something was wrong, you'd have to open it and see maybe if the correct address was on the inside. And- I don't
0: know, but thankfully somebody opened it. True. I would love to have that job, though. I would... I would be the town gossip for sure. I'd have all the tea. Witch! Yeah, for sure that one. Wearing black and gossip. <laughs> Witch. That's me. Witch Lisa. After reading the letter, the clerk forwarded it to the Dusseldorf police. The letter was then read by Chief Inspector Geenit, but once he read it, he really didn't think that this attack was tied to the murders. I mean, I guess I could kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they just let him go? This yeah. ain't him. Especially she mentioned that. She was like, I screamed, he just let me. And he was like, no way. It's definitely not this guy who's killing a bunch of people. He did get a hold of Maria and interviewed her, and she recounted her terrible ordeal, which she believed that he let her go because she swore that she wouldn't remember his address. So.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah, because she went to his house,
0: so there we go, that's the reason why, but I don't know it's still
1: yeah, I, crazy for him mm-hmm. to just
0: let her go. She then agreed to lead the police to his home, and the landlady confirmed that the tenant's name of that apartment was Peter Curtin. God
1: damn man, finally, finally. Jesus. Finally. <laughs> When the detectives reached his apartment, he wasn't home, so they went ahead and started to search his place. On his way back, he happened to see them standing in the hallway and booked it out of there. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. he knew he knew he was about to be caught, like, this this was going to be it, so he confessed everything to his wife. Hey, darling, I'm the vampire of Dusseldorf. I've been stabbing and killing people and shit, in case you didn't know.
0: And she was like, oh, oh
1: honey, I love you. Oh, my God. He told her because he wanted her to turn him in so she would get the reward money. <laughs> Which, in my opinion, it should have went to Anyone the else? girl who
0: gave him the address. Yeah, yeah, she's the one that actually figured it out. Yeah, yeah it should have been to her, not, not his shitbag wife. His wife called the police the next day and said,
1: I only knew my husband was arrested years ago, but I had no idea he was capable of butchering
0: people. <sighs> Not, that's not word for word what she said but no, that's what she it's direct quote, you it's <laughs> she probably did I'm not gonna lie she probably She had did. maybe
1: had some inkling that he I mean he was something she knew about him having the two affairs
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm and sure strangling there, them there was a lot yeah. that he did and it was in very vicious ways there's no way he never came home with nothing on him or anything at all mm-hmm. to indicate she probably knew mm-hmm. and since she was a shit bag she probably was just like meh
1: and the cops were set to tag along when she went to meet up with Curtin outside Saint Roach's Church later that afternoon. When he got there, they arrested his ass. Oh, girl. Finally damn get him time. off this fucking street. Yeah. yeah, and he really didn't give a fuck. He openly told the detectives everything. He admitted to sixty-eight crimes, which included nine murders and thirty one attempted murders. Mm. He also had no problems telling the police about how he would ejaculate at the sight of his victim's blood and that
0: he would drink it. Mm yep, that's me, just the fucking shitbag, guys. At least yeah. he's honest, I guess. Yes. And
1: because he was seriously so fucking messed up before his trial, he took part in a psychological study with Dr. Carl Berg. Since, you know, the opportunity to interview a deranged serial killer is few and far between, let alone one so violent yet so open to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine having to listen to someone blatantly talk about stabbing children and raping women and God knows what else?
0: No. See, these are the cases... I always wanted to be a criminal psychologist. That is my main goal. After I got older, I realized it's a lot of school, a lot to Mm -hmm. work through, and I'm already, I'm 33, I'm basically ancient, so. (laughs) But I never, until I look at the cases like this, I'm like, no, never mind, I don't want to do Mm -hmm. that. I don't think I could. I would probably try to jump across the table and strangle them myself.
1: Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, Dr. Berg and other psychologists told the court, that he was sane and was in control of his actions and that he knew what he was doing and knew that it was wrong. Yeah, but, but he still care.
0: ended it. Didn't care. Because it was it. all for him. Mm. Peter Curtin stood trial on April 13th in 1931. He was charged with nine counts of murder and seven counts of attempted murder. This ass hat tried to actually plead not guilty by reason of insanity. Mm-hmm. Whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. He did testify in this trial, but spent most of his time... Okay, so this is crazy. He spent most of his time surrounded by a shoulder high iron cage made specifically to protect him from being attacked by his victim's family. Oh my God. Can you picture that? No, I can't. I really wish there was a picture of it, number one. Number two, I thought it was going to say to protect
1: other people from him from being
0: attacked. Yeah, which they should have just let him sit there and let whatever happened happen Mm. because he would have fucking deserved it. He claimed his first confession was only made so that his wife would get the reward money for his capture, but several days into his trial, he told his attorney he wanted to change his plea to guilty, and this is a quote from him. He said, I have no remorse, and as to whether my deeds makes me feel ashamed, I will tell you, thinking back to all the details, that it is not at all unpleasant. i rather enjoy it. They pressed him further and asked if he thought that he had a conscience, to which he stated, I do not. Well, that's accurate. (laughs) Yeah. In an attempt to counteract his insanity defense, the prosecution brought in five doctors and psychiatrists to testify. Each of them testified that Peter was completely sane and had been in perfect control of his actions Mm -hmm. and impulses. Mm -hmm. Further proof that his actions were not that of an insanity plea, they referenced that they were all premeditated. Mm Mm-hmm. As he... Had his weapons with right. him when he attacked people. And it's kept like- changing them. Yeah. So there was many Because he didn't want to be caught, so he'd keep switching up the weapons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he definitely knew mm-hmm. exactly what he was doing. The trial lasted for 10 days, and on April 22nd, the jury retired to consider their verdict. It took them less than two hours to reach a verdict, which should only took in 10 minutes. They found him guilty and sens- sentenced him to death on nine counts of murder. He was also found guilty of the seven counts of attempted murder. Of course, when the verdict was read, he had no emotion. In his final address to the court, he said that he now saw how his crimes could be seen as so ghastly and that he didn't want to make an excuse for himself. Because there is no damn excuse, bitch. Yeah, now I realize that me murdering people in these horrific ways is just Uh... ghastly. Makes me sick. On July 1st in 1931, he got his last meal, which consisted of a Wiener Schnitzel, a bottle of white wine, and fried potatoes. He finished it quickly and then asked for seconds, which they granted. I don't know why. I would have been like starved, bitch. At 6 a.m. on July 2nd, he was executed by a guillotine. Before his head was placed in the device, he turned to a psychiatrist standing nearby and asked, ah, I fucking hate this. Tell me, after my head is chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures. <sighs> Whoa, my skin. Is and I think they were like, like, "Yeah, the human
1: head does stay alive for a couple seconds after." Oh, Ugh, probably fucking got off. sick,
0: fuck. Mm, my skin literally like is radiating right now. Whoa. They then asked him if he had any final words, to which he replied, "No." So after his head
1: was cut off, thank God, mm-hmm. scientists thought it could be beneficial to examine his brain and see what the fuck was wrong with it. it <laughs> was, lot. yeah, It was bisected and then mummified. When they examined it, they found it had no abnormalities whatsoever. After World War II, his head was transported to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Wisconsin-Dells, Wisconsin. Where it remains to this day. And let me tell you, I looked at the picture and it was fucking nasty. Okay.
0: If you, th- I wish you could see the look on my face right now. <gasps> they kept this fucking asshat's head and it's in a Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's thought, still there. Bro, well, I didn't read this part of your thing. So I mm-hmm. thought when you were saying Ripley's Believe It or Not, I thought you were about to say the one here in Myrtle Beach. I was about to be like, what oh my- the uh-uh. fuck? I don't remember that shit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah can you why would you even want to go see that first off who was like yeah let's put this in the ripley's believe it or not museum how can you have somebody's actual fucking head in there that also second off why the one in west concert it's such a random choice from Dude, you know, germany that, to that
1: place is definitely fucking haunted. oh it's haunted
0: like a motherfucker there's demons and everything in there it's probably literally You literally have a demon in head it.
1: in there Oh this god. dude's thing was a. All right, I'm gonna show you a picture. Are you ready for this?
0: I'm so scared. Are you? Do you really? Want, do you want to see it? Uh, it's his head or his brain. It's his
1: whole ass head. Oh
0: god. Okay. I'm so scared.
1: <gasps> <gasps> That's what I said when I looked at it. I was like, mm. I thought about putting in that in the.
0: You yeah. know how, like, our pictures, I was like, I can't that put has that. To, no, it has to be the picture, dude. They need to see what just about made me throw up all over my microfina. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just about to say, too, you said they bisected his brain, so how is it his head? But now I see. Now you see how. And you all need to see, too, because what the actual Dude, it's spot. so
1: gross looking. Like, look.
0: Oh, my God. That can't be real, right? It is. Stop. Yes. Oh that's god. Ew, that's I wouldn't want that. That's literally the definition of bad fucking juju. There is not enough sage and priests in the world to make me be like this is fine. No.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it says under
1: in the picture we're looking at, there's like a little note card cuz it's in Ripley's. Mm. And it said the authentic mummified head of Peter Curtin displayed here was acquired by Ripley's, believe it or not, from the estate of Arn Coward, the world's foremost collector of crime and punishment artifacts, and is being shown in the first time ever outside of Coward's home in Hawaii. So he had this shit in his house! Are you fucking kidding <gasps> me?
0: Why would you want somebody's fucking head in your house? I don't, okay, I don't understand that at all. I never will, but I also don't understand people who collect fucking murderbilia. Like, mm-mm. that, like, I, I, okay, I get it in some retrospects because there's like different museums, like, you know, Ted Bundy's cars and one of them, some things. They don't have
1: fucking people's head. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or, like,
1: things, like, you know, that killed people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's insane to me. I just can't believe they're just displaying that in a fucking Ripley's, believe it or not, like, out of all places. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, well, that was a goddamn ride. It
1: even gets more interesting because I was reading an article and they were saying, like, if you notice, kind of like the time period where he was in the 1930s, and he could have, if he wouldn't have murdered all these people, mm-hmm. he could have ended up being a part of. You're not getting it. 1930s, 1940s, World War II, Germany. Oh,
0: could have been the a Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> okay, listen, everyone. She literally just went and put her arm out. And pointed to what is next to us, Pokemon cards. So I'm like, he would have been Ash no! Castle. <laughs> I was so confused. Can oh, he would even... have 100%. He probably would have been Hitler's right-hand man. Right-hand oh, jerking God. him off man. They probably would have been like, oh, God. Yeah, he definitely would have been. There ain't no question of that. Yeah, that's. He probably would have been the one in there like, okay, so here's what we do. And would give him torture techniques. God, and he would, uh, dude, I can't even. Mm-mm. They would have been an even worse couple than him and his wife. So.
1: Yeah, I was
0: actually thinking that earlier, and I don't know why I couldn't put it together when you were saying that, but I was thinking that earlier, I'm like, man, if he would have made it, they would have been a fucking team for sure. You also
1: forgot we went to Boston, so... (laughs) I
0: was high! (laughs) New edibles were the
1: shit, son! Yeah, but after finding out about this dude and reading his life, this is honestly one of the worst people I've ever had to... That that I've really looked into, and I, I just... This is fucking awful,
0: yeah. Yep, I really wish I still had some of those Boston edibles right about now. After this shit, dude, It'd I need a nice. fucking
1: drink after this. Well, I have oh some Fireball at the
0: house. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> mom,
1: I have like one of the little baby Fireball <laughs> yeah, in my freezer. I'm, I'm gonna have to go drink. I really am. I I'm, gonna, just I'm gonna buy have... the little minis. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what the minis from. <laughs> I was to say it's <laughs> probably is. <winter>. Probably me. <laughs> I'm gonna need a mini of that, and I'm gonna go back in there and I'm gonna start watching Drag Race again because I need to get this dude out of my fucking head. Yeah, I might
0: go watch Drag Race now because whew, it's yeah. I need something. That is entertaining and lovely and hilarious, and that's what Drag Race
1: is. Yep, and not anything about the vampire of Dusseldorf, that's for sure.
0: So sorry for dumping that all on you guys, but... And now
1: you're going to have to go look up a picture and see what his fucking head looks like. Oh, God.
0: Don't do it. And I am sorry for these nightmares. I mean, do it, but don't do it at the same time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, look, but don't look. Look, because it's like, fuck you. Yeah. You're dead, you stupid fucking bitch.
0: But also, I'm never going to unsee it now, and I'm scared for my sleeping tonight so well we hope you guys enjoyed this episode I don't know how you did but you're welcome and hopefully we didn't scare you away yeah right Ugh. and uh, you'll be here with us next Wednesday yeah you're gonna do the outro this time I don't know yeah I think so <laughs> all I right, just be wanna gone. be done I'm done with it alright so. all alright thanks for listening <laughs> and we'll see you next Wednesday bye, bye.